Well, Hector, uh, this last week, this the uh, the uh, spring convention of the California Republican Party down in Anaheim, um, where Disney still is. I'm not sure they're still in Florida these days, but they're still in Anaheim. Uh, and you know, it, it was an interesting convention. Timing, as they say, is everything in in, uh, in politics. And you know, the keynote speaker was the speaker uh, <laughs> Freudian slip there, the speaker of the house. The, the, the likely soon to be Speaker of the House, I should say. Um, never count your chickens before they're hatched. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, coming on the heels of another book of revelations uh, book that came out about about uh, about January 6th and, you know, endorsement of candidates. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I have not been to a convention in a while. I'm still recovering from the ones that that I had to do before. Um, and so, uh, you know, but it did sound like that there was uh, some optimism. You know, it wasn't like people were hung over from, from the recall, which was good, um, but that there was some optimism. And I think kind of the uh, optimism that, that uh, on the Republican side of things, there's feeling around the country about good things that are going to happen in November um, for the party and, and hopefully for the country. Uh, you know, uh, took root there. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. I know they had, you know, besides Kevin, they had some other speakers, Tim Scott and Congressman from, from Florida as well. But it sounded like a, uh, not a, you know, you always worry that those things end up sounding like a wake or a funeral or something, but it sounded like anything but that. Well, and, and as you mentioned, you know, um, for Kevin McCarthy, who's out of Bakersfield, you know, he, in order for him to become the Speaker of the House, you know, to um, basically retire Nancy Pelosi from that position, you know, a lot of these races, a lot of these battlegrounds uh, races have run right through California. We've got, you know, um, about four to five of them here in California mm. with um, Michelle Steele, Young Kim, you've got uh, Valadeo, Garcia, um, and, and, and like two or three other races that, that could potentially swing, you know, whether Republican or Democrat. And so, Right now, Nancy Pelosi has got a, a, a small margin. I, I don't remember the name, the number off the top of my head, but I believe it's less than ten that she currently has. You know, uh, Democrats versus Republicans in the House that gives her the ability to be Speaker. Um, Kevin's looking to, you know, to flip the tide on, defend a bunch of the seats that he's got, but also flip a couple of them. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of optimism, especially given. The polling numbers for for Joe Biden, you know, I was looking at the other day, and only twenty six percent of Hispanics believe that Joe Biden is doing a good job. And the one that really floored me was, you know, the youth youth voters. Mm. Only forty one percent of youth voters think Joe Biden is doing a, a good job. I mean, that should be a number in the in the high eighties to nineties, because um, that's his crowd. And so, you know, we'll we'll see how this, um, you know, is. There's still several months away from not just the June primary, but also the November election. And in politics, that's an eternity. Things can turn on a dime, and but for right now, it looks like it's it's uh, it's it's smooth sailing over for Kevin McCarthy. And knowing him as as well as we do, he's gonna he's gonna do everything he can to campaign, raise money as best as he can to to try to, was, to try to flip that house. There was a story today. I think the number was 125 million from his leadership pack that he's going to put into house races. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, that's what, that's what he needs to do. I mean, you know, they, 
the numbers look good. The 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 feeling is good. Like you said, the tide is good. The the wind is good at 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 our sails um, and that kind of thing. But he's not the kind of guy that's gonna um, take it for granted. Uh, you know, you you don't rise to the level that he has risen by taking stuff like that for granted. So he's gonna put every resource into it. Um, as will the Democrats. I think the key thing, like you said, is that um, you know the, the Democrats are, are dealing with um, the record of the last year and a half right now, and it's it sucks. I mean, you know, there's there's no other way of putting it. Now, they can try and blame Putin for you know everything, or they can try and blame you know four companies that do meat packing for everything, or you know they can try and blame. Trump or they can try and blame everybody but you know that works for a little period period of time right for six months you know you know you know how it goes I mean the new guy comes in they blame the old guy but after the first six months you, you know it's a little bit different and you know now we're a year into this thing and it's not getting any better it's getting worse you know you mentioned before about the the worst inflation rate in 40 years um, and you know it's the kind of thing that hurts everybody mm-hmm. so it's not anything that's targeted like social issues are targeted to certain groups and things like that this isn't across the board people are hurting people are pissed and people are saying what happened you know yeah. the, the the pandemic is is virtually over um why aren't things getting better things should be getting better and and that's something that they're going to have to defend and they're going to have a tough time doing it and you know him pouring in 125 million to put an exclamation point on this thing, smart move. Yeah. Well, they also in the California Republican Party convention they they made endorsements, and we'll go we'll go into you know first of all I'll list off some of the endorsements. You know they endorsed you know Brian Dolly for governor of California. They also made endorsement of Mark Mercer for U.S. Senate, who will be running against Alex Padilla. They. Um, endorsed Angela Underwood Jacobs for Lieutenant Governor, Nathan Hawkman for Attorney General, who've been running against um, Bonta, and we've talked quite a bit about, um, you know, crime in, crime in California, and so that'll be that'll make for a very interesting race. Obviously, Lonnie Chen for State Controller, he was, I think, one of the only ones who received kind of a unanimous uh, support right. um, from, the, from the delegation. They also endorsed Lance Christensen, who we've had on this podcast before, um, uh, to run for superintendent of public education, um, he's kind of our, our friend here, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wonky guy, but uh, knows his stuff. And so, you know, the uh, the Republican Party ended up endorsing him. Mike, you've been involved in politics, you know, party politics, you know, in as executive director and the co-chair. Why is it important to get the endorsement of the Republican Party or the Democratic Party for for that? You know, why do why do candidates go out and seek that? And and as we saw in this convention, they spend a lot of money, they spend a lot of time, they bring their volunteers over, they have you know hospitality suites. I mean, what's what's the draw for it? Um, I, I well, it's it's resources. Um, you know what what happens is if you're the endorsed candidate. Um, in, in a uh, of the party in a primary, even an open primary like we have here in California, it, it avails you of the resources, the voter files, the lists of people, the donor lists, the volunteer lists. Um, it allows you, I, I believe it, it does here, it, I know it does in other places, allow you to 
do your mailing and all that kind of stuff at at the the party rate, which is considerably less than what it is, uh, uh, you know, because it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some very tangible things to that. Um, you know, you don't have a uh, in some places where you have the party is like a political machine. Um, it also you know, kind of elevates you in that regard because they've given you the stamp of approval. You know, I don't think, you know, anybody says that the Republican Party is a political machine here in California, but they do have resources that can, can you know, come to the aid of these candidates. So it, there's a definite plus that you get for resources. And, you know, the, the, the downside people would say is, well, you get tagged as the endorsed Republican, but you know, you're in California, you, you, you know, you, you get tagged with the word Republican, um, you know, there, there's going to be some connotation to that anyway. I, I do think, like I mentioned before, the difference is things are so bad, people don't care. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how more plainly to put it. I mean, they, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you're a Republican, I, you know, they're just looking for people to fix stuff and um, make their life a little bit easier. Than what it is right now, and and give them a little more security for them, their family, their household, their job, um, you know, their ability to go out every once in a while and, and and you know enjoy a meal and you know not have to you know go to the beach and not have to take out a mortgage to get there in the car. I, I mean, I think people um, are are past looking at the labels right now. Um, but it does have a definite impact, and it's also a good boost. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, Brian Dolly, I think it took five five ballots for him to get the, the endorsement. You know, chances, there's <laughs> the bright side. Gavin Newsom probably wouldn't have taken a whack at him if he, <laughs> if he didn't win the endorsement. So there you go. You got the Republican endorsement, you get whacked by the governor. <laughs> That's a good thing. And, what, and, you know, and, and I've looked at, uh, you know, you and I've worked with a lot of county party chairmen over the years, and I've got, to, I've got to tell you, I've been really impressed with Jessica and how she's run the party. Um, you know, the, you mentioned the convention. There was a lot of energy, a lot of uh, enthusiasm, you know, for for what is possible, and, you know, there was no looking to the wounds over what happened. No hand-wringing. Yeah. That, that was, that, to me, that was the big takeaway. That was the big takeaway. It was... It wasn't the hand wringing. It wasn't the woe is us. It wasn't oh my god, we blew this opportunity. It was on to the next item, and the next item is firing Nancy Pelosi, and that's the and that is a great statement and testament to the party organization and yeah. to the leadership of the party. Well, let's let's uh, let's uh, you know we'll keep everyone up to date as to you know because we'll we can get some of these candidates on too. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, and the thing too is we are. Um, we're just a couple of weeks away from having the ballots, you know, get to people's mailboxes. I've, I've already got my, my voter, my voter guide. And so, you know, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, it'd be, you know, what, that's a great idea. We'll, we'll try to get some of these candidates on yeah. to our podcast and, and, uh, and talk to the folks. Be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I got my voter guide too. I haven't opened it yet. It's like a jack in the box. I want to see if there's a ballot inside. 